We're going to take a look at what is happening when we say this social and self-isolation. It may be fine for people who know that they can pay all the bills, but there is also inequality there. And joining me is Dr. Sabrina Ghaffar Siddiqui, professor of sociology at Sheridan College. Doctor, thank you for joining us. Hi, Eileen. Thank you. All right, let me ask you, what is happening perhaps in the apartments and homes of different economic orders right now? It's not the same scene. Yeah, so I mean, if we even just, I mean, social inequality is such a vast topic, right? But if we only look at class or income inequality, it points us to the plight of, let's say, the homeless. Now, these are people who don't even have homes that they should be staying in. They're more vulnerable to getting the disease, spreading it, or dying from something caused by their lack of access to food, shelter, or community help. And then what about the poor? Like you said, those, you know, those who are living in tiny apartments and they're expected to stay home, some of these homes are unsafe and managed poorly by landlords. They don't have backyards or balconies to get fresh air. I mean, we've got all these celebrity videos coming out right like hey look at me in my hot tub i'm yeah. staying home you should do. but you know they don't realize that for many people watching they at, staying at home looks nothing like that families living in undesirable conditions may have no choice but to leave home and when they do leave home they get this finger pointed at them um you know a, a judging look and being maligned by others as being uncooperative uncaring or uneducated i mean and that that's just people you know who live in small homes or uh, don't have uh, the privileged kind of lifestyle that many many others do have right now um, are you saying though i just want to be clear are you saying that people in these circumstances shouldn't follow these orders? Look, I am by no means saying that, you know, social distancing or stay-at-home measures should not be followed or these policies should not be followed by people. But I'm trying to bring light to how different these experiences are for people. So in, in essence, what we're doing is we're shedding light on existing problems and how this new kind of mm-hmm. novel, novel situation is shining an even bigger spotlight on problems that already existed. And, you know, something that I've been talking about a lot and what I'm predicting is that a year from now, sociologists and other academics, they're going to be not just talking about the deaths um, and the, you know, the the kind of uh, negative things caused by the virus itself, but we're going to be talking about the collateral damage. And the collateral damage is going to be things like this, you know, people who died because they were homeless, you know, and and mm-hmm. they didn't have access to some of the things, to food or to shelter that they would have had. Or like something like, you know, people with disabilities and people who get therapy, like even if it's for mental health, physical, these therapies are not available at the moment. So what's happening to those people? It it It's true. It has just been, the curtain's been pulled back and the scenes are not pretty and they're not pretty for a lot of people. You know, as you talk about these unique situations, they're not unique, but different situations. And I'm with you. If I see more celebrity and they're all having a great time and their kitchens look great and they're in the hot tub, I think that's kind of damaging, actually, because the reality for this, for a lot of people, is a lot uglier than that. Absolutely. And also something else that, you know, I'll tell you is a bit damaging is, you know, all these kind of um, kind of like things being shared online about homeschooling and how great it's working for people or people who have their kids on these like, you know, crazy schedules. 
you know, most people, I mean, if we just look at single mothers at the moment, do you think a single mother is able, able to homeschool her kids if she's A, working from home, or B, mm-hmm. has to go into work because she works at a grocery store and she has no other choice? And let's say if schools are now going to continue like this with this online schooling business, right? It opens up so many questions about social inequality because not all kids have access to a computer. They no. don't have access to devices or resources or printers. So what does that mean? Some children are going to move ahead and others are going to be left behind. It's true. I just read a great article. I don't know if you've seen it. I call everybody's attention to it. It was in the New York Times today about some families exactly like this. I mean, kids are honor students. They're, they live in the kind of homes that you're describing, but they don't have any Internet. They're relying on the school. So, you know, whether it's a political belief or it is the vulnerable, this thing is going to change things in ways I, I think we can all agree that we just don't know right now. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me.